0: and develop a humane border policy for those who seek asylum. The United States will no longer snatch babies from the arms of their mothers.
1: WBAI New York, Bernie Sanders speaking at Brooklyn College. The
0: large profitable corporations in America, listen up because this applies to you. We say to the 1% in large corporations that under a Bernie Sanders administration, you're not going to be getting more tax breaks. Quite the contrary. We're going to end your tax breaks and your loopholes. You are going to start paying your fair share of taxes. We will no longer, we will no longer accept the absurd situation where large, multi-billion dollar corporations like Amazon, Netflix, and General Motors pay nothing in federal income taxes. And we're not going to allow these corporations and the billionaires to stash their money in the Cayman Islands and at other tax havens. Yes, the wealthy and multinational corporations will start paying their fair share of taxes. We're gonna end austerity for working families and bring a little austerity for the wealthy and the powerful. Today, we say to the military-industrial complex. That we will not continue to spend 700 billion dollars a year on the military, more than the top 10 nations combined. We're gonna invest in affordable housing. We're gonna invest in public education. and we're going to invest in our crumbling infrastructure. No more major, major investments in never-ending wars. Brothers and sisters, we are going to win this election not because we have a super PAC funded by billionaires. We're gonna win this election because we are putting together the strongest grassroots campaign in the history of American politics. Donald Trump wants to divide us up based on the color of our skin, based on where we were born, based on our gender, based on our religion or our sexual orientation. What we are about is doing exactly the opposite. We're gonna bring our people together. Black and white, Latino, Asian American, Native American, gay and straight, young and old, men and women, native born and immigrant, we are together. And together we will transform this country. If I might, Take a moment, as I return here to the area that I was born, let me say a few personal words. As we launch this campaign for president, you deserve to know where I came from, because family history obviously heavily influences the values that we develop as adults. I was born literally a few miles away from here on East 26th Street and Kings Highway. And my family and I lived in a three and a half room rent controlled apartment. My father was a paint salesman who worked hard his entire life, but never made much money and my mother raised my brother and me. I learned a great deal about immigration as a child because my father came from Poland at the age of 17 without a nickel in his pocket, without knowing one word of English. He came to the United States to escape the crushing poverty that existed in his community and to escape widespread anti-Semitism. And it was a good thing that he came to this country because virtually his entire family was wiped out by Hitler and Nazi barbarism. I am not going to tell you that I grew up in a home of desperate poverty, that would not be true. But what I will tell you is that coming from a lower middle-class family, I will never forget about how money, or really lack of money, was always a point of stress in our family. My mother's dream was that someday our family would move out of that rent-controlled apartment to a home of our own. That dream was never fulfilled. She died young while we still lived in that rent-controlled apartment. My experience as a child living in a family that struggled economically powerfully influenced my life and my values. I know where I came from. And that is something I will never forget. (laughs) Unlike Donald Trump, who shut down the government and left 800,000 federal employees without income to pay their bills, I know what it's like to be in a family that lives paycheck to paycheck. Now, it is true I did not have a father who gave me millions of dollars to build luxury skyscrapers, casinos, and country clubs. I did not come from a family that gave me a $200,000 allowance every year beginning at the age of three. As I recall, my allowance was 25 cents a week. but I had something more valuable. I had the role model of a father who had unbelievable courage in journeying across an ocean with no money in his pocket to start a new and better life. I did not come from a family of privilege that prepared me to entertain people on television by telling workers, you're fired. I came from a family who knew all too well the frightening power employers can have over everyday workers. I did not come from a family that could afford to send my brother and me to an elite boarding school. In fact, I was educated proudly in high-quality public schools here in Brooklyn. And began my higher education right here on this campus. I should also mention that my brother Larry graduated from Brooklyn College. I did not come from a family that taught me to build a corporate empire through housing discrimination. I protested housing discrimination. Was arrested for protesting school segregation. And one of the proudest days of my life was attending the March on Washington for Jobs and Freedom, led by Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. Brothers and sisters, over the last two years and before that, you and I and millions of Americans have stood up and fought for justice in every part of our society. And we've had some successes. Together, as billionaires and large corporations have attacked unions, destroyed pensions, deregulated the banks, and slashed wages, we have succeeded in raising the minimum wage to 15 bucks an hour in states and cities all across this country. And together, we forced Amazon and the Disney Corporation to do the same. And together, we have stood with teachers all across this country who went out on strike to fight for better schools for their kids. Together, as the forces of militarism have kept us engaged in never-ending wars, we have stood together and fought back. For the first time in 45 years, we have utilized the War Powers Act to move us forward to end the horrific Saudi-led war in Yemen. Together, as so many of our young people have received criminal records for nonviolent offenses We have fought to end the war on drugs and have seen state after state decriminalize the possession of marijuana. And are beginning to see states and communities expunge the records of those who were arrested for marijuana. We have won some victories but clearly we have a long, long way to go. And I am here to tell you that because all of the work we have done together, we are on the brink of not just winning an election, but transforming our country. And let me tell you a little of what that means. When we are in the White House we will enact a federal jobs guarantee to ensure that everyone in this country is guaranteed a job. There is more than enough work to be done in this country, let's get it done. When we are in the White House, we will attack the problem of urban gentrification and build the affordable housing this country desperately needs. When we are in the White House, we will end the decline of rural America We will reopen rural hospitals that have been closed. And we will make sure that the young people in rural communities have decent jobs so that they can remain in the communities that they love. When we are in the White House, we are gonna end the epidemic of gun violence in this country. And we are going to pass the common sense gun safety legislation that the overwhelming majority of Americans want to see. When we are in the White House, we're going to address not only the national disparities of wealth and income, but the racial disparities of wealth and income. We are going together to root out institutional racism wherever it exists. Not only will we end the cowardly outrage of voter suppression, we're going to make it easier for people to vote, not harder. When we are in the White House, we are going to protect a woman's right to control her own body. That decision is a woman's decision. Not the federal government, not the state government, not the local government. Please make no mistake about it. The struggle that we are undertaking is not just about defeating Donald Trump. This struggle is about taking on the incredibly powerful institutions that control the economic and political life of our nation. And I am, and let me be very specific, I'm talking about Wall Street, I'm talking about the insurance companies, the drug companies, the military industrial complex, the prison industrial complex, the fossil fuel industry, and a corrupt campaign finance system that enables billionaires to buy elections. Brothers and sisters, We have... Brothers and sisters, we have an enormous amount of work in front of us and the path forward will not be easy. The wealthy and powerful elite who decade after decade have gotten everything they want will do all that they can to defend their financial interests. And they have an unlimited amount of money at their disposal. But we have something that they do not have. We have the people together. So this is what I believe. This is what I believe from the bottom of my heart. If we do not allow Trump and his friends to divide us up, if we stand together black and white and Latino, Asian American, Native American, if we stand together urban and rural, north, south, east and west, if we stand together not as red state and blue state, but as working people fighting for dignity. If we stand together believing in justice and human dignity, if we stand together believing in love and compassion. If we stand together, brothers and sisters, the future of this country is extraordinary and there is nothing we will not be able to accomplish. Thank you all very much.
1: And you have just been listening to the Bernie Sanders rally at Brooklyn College. This is 99.5 FM WBAI New York and streaming live at WBAI.org. Org. I'm Celeste Katz. I'm your host for this special event here. We are bringing you live coverage of this major Bernie Sanders for president campaign kickoff. Just heard uh, an interesting, interesting speech from uh, Bernie Sanders. The senator from Vermont came onto the stage to uh, a song by Jay-Z. Actually, we are in his old stomping grounds of Brooklyn, uh, where he grew up uh, in a rent control department with uh, his parents, with his family. This is uh, him returning back to home base right here in New York City, where we are also broadcasting from our uh, from our station right here in Brooklyn as well. So uh, with that in mind, I'll just uh, ask you real quick to uh, consider making a pledge to WBAI. We're going to go into a little bit more of this broadcasting and we're going to take your calls very shortly. We're interested to hear what you think. Our pledge line 516-620-3602. 516 620-3602. 620-3602. That's the line to call. If you want to support us, we are happy to bring you this kind of full programming, gavel-to-gavel coverage of the Michael Cohen hearings earlier this week. Today's Bernie Sanders rally at Brooklyn College, State of the Union coverage, full live coverage of the public advocate election. We want to bring you all these live events, plus all the regular programs that you like about arts, culture, and life in the city and beyond. 516 620 3602 you can become a member for just $25 a year. You can become a WBAI buddy for uh, a recurring donation of as little as 10 bucks a month. Please think about it. It's easy to do. You can go right online. give to, that's the number 2. Give2wbai.org. Give2wbai.org or you can do it right through your phone. Text WBAI to 41444. Again, our pledge line, 516-620-3602. I'm Celeste Katz. I'm your host today. And a very interesting speech that we heard from Bernie Sanders just now. We're going to get some expert commentary from a woman who is uh, right there at the rally, right in the thick of things. And we're going to have her coming up um, pretty shortly. I think she just needs to get out of the, uh, the uh, too many cell phone zone right now. So if you want to hang out for one second, we can just go back over over hearing some of the uh, some of the big points that Bernie Sanders made today in Brooklyn uh, one thing that really stru- uh, struck me one thing that really stuck out was that we had a lot of vintage Bernie in this, in this speech today at Brooklyn College where uh, thousands and thousands of people uh, showed up. I think one estimate we saw earlier, there was an expectation that as many as 15,000 people could show up for this event, obviously. Bernie Sanders, very, very popular uh, in 2016 with younger people, younger voters, um, trying to reach out more, I think, now to different kinds of voters as well. He was very successful with what people called somewhat disparagingly the quote-unquote Bernie bros, younger, uh, progressive white guys. And now he's trying to make a deliberate attempt, very much so, to reach out to uh, more uh, more kinds of people, more people of different backgrounds, uh, more women. He's included more women on his campaign. For example, he had former Ohio State Senator Nina Turner as a co-chair of his campaign. She gave a very uh, very passionate warm-up uh, introduction for him at Brooklyn College. Also heard from Sean King, the activist and journalist. Uh, so Again, improving some of his uh, bona fides among people of color, I guess would be the uh, the idea there that's the uh, that's the appearance they're trying to go for, that's the sentiment they're trying to strike there. Also, they are um, including more women on the campaign within the the highest ranks of the campaign. That's something that people had sort of uh, been concerned about during the last campaign. You know, perhaps considering specifically that he was running against a woman, that being Hillary Clinton. So trying to do things a little bit differently this time around, making sure that there's a fair pay scale within the campaign, making sure that the power structure is a little bit more balanced. But we did hear, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, some very, very vintage Bernie Sanders, sort of classic Vermont senator rhetoric about the the millionaires and the billionaires. Uh, He said that in taking on Donald Trump, he's going to put together a grassroots coalition. And he said the underlying principles of the government will not be things. Things like greed, hatred, and lies, sexism, racism, homophobia, xenophobia. Uh, there was uh, a lot of discussion very much of of the familiar theme of the greed of corporate America, of closing loopholes, of forcing... Uh, big uh, big corporations, uh, fast food companies, and other uh, minimum wage type jobs to do their share for the American people, for the American worker. And that includes going up to a federal $15 minimum wage. Also talked a lot about healthcare, single payer, uh, Medicare for all program, lower prescription drug prices. Talked about fixing the infrastructure in this country public uh, public college and university tuition being free uh, lowering student debt those are again sort of classic classic uh indications, uh, excuse me, classic uh, examples of what you hear from Bernie Sanders, what we heard from him in 2016. So very, very heavy on domestic policy, uh, as well as maybe some larger issues. Climate change was certainly there. uh, Justice, uh, criminal justice reform, private prisons, immigration reform, and providing a path to citizenship. We heard much, much less, of course, of maybe just even a brief flick, if anything, though, uh, about foreign policy that's been an area where uh, Bernie Sanders has been questioned as to uh, how well he is, uh, how well versed he is and how well prepared he would be as president. We do want you to give a call in. Let us know. Uh, 212-209-2877. Uh, and after this event, uh Bernie Sanders is going to go to Selma, Alabama. He's going to be among politicians commemorating the anniversary of Bloody Sunday. That was the 1965. incident where peaceful demonstrators were beaten and and, uh, swarmed by Alabama state police as they attempted to cross the uh, Edmund Pettus Bridge. Uh, He's going to have a second campaign rally this week in Chicago, this weekend, uh, at the University of Chicago, where he attended school as well as attending school right here at Brooklyn College and was involved in civil rights protests there. Um, Before we take your calls, and please, if you are on the line, hang on, 212-209-2877. We are very lucky to have a special guest coming on here, WBAI ninety nine point five FM New York. I'm Celeste Katz. I'm your host, and we're going to go right to Brooklyn College Live. We're going to speak to Alex Brook Lynn. She's the executive producer of FAQ NYC. It's a weekly podcast covering all things New York, and she's written and produced news for the Daily Beast, the New York Daily News, the New York Press. And vice, and she is joining us live right now, Alex. Thank you so much for uh, for being with us. It must be uh, it must be like a mad a madhouse out there, right? Well, it was less of a
2: madhouse than I actually expected it to be. Everyone was pretty focused on uh, the speakers, and then obviously Senator Bernie Sanders. Um, it, it's mostly just a a bit of a race because it's pretty cold out here, but everyone was happy to be out.
1: So, uh, what was the what was the mood? You say people are happy to be out. I saw a lot of signs, uh, some sort of old school signs mixed in with the new. What was the what was the crowd like? What was the energy like? Uh, the crowd, the
2: energy, and the crowd were great. You saw a lot of families there. Um, you saw a lot of uh, a lot of college kids and
3: people too.
2: There was an entire Brooklyn campus to just kind of get in. Uh, t-shirts being sold. You got a feeling that this was. Everyone was having a really good time. Up and down the line, there was everyone from uh, people handing out flyers for the Democratic Socialists to raising awareness about Venezuela, it, it, it reminded someone of lo- almost like a college campus in the
1: 1960s. Wow, really? Well, that's interesting because one of the things that was really salient, I thought, uh, we were speaking about it a little earlier, you heard a lot of sort of vintage Bernie, right? You know, the, the sort of millionaires and billionaires going up against corporate greed and, and doing something for the, uh, the working man and woman in the United States. But we heard a little bit more of personal Bernie today. Uh, What do you, uh, what did people seem to uh, feel about hearing that side of him? Well, I think
2: uh, a lot of people liked it. I think it rallied a lot of people uh, because of all the backlash that happened in the past two years for identity politics and Black Lives Matter and things like that. Um, They wanted, I think that Bernie Sanders really pushing his history as a civil rights activist, I mean, it just seems a lot more... It's a lot more prominent now. And um, it's, uh, it's important, plus on a personal note, when he talked a lot about his family and where he came from, Sean King was up there talking about, uh, you know, his family outside of his father having been slaughtered in the Holocaust. Um, so you're getting, like, a different side of Bernie where he's really... He's really trying to push unity um, and not just platform, right? Like, it's not just policy. It's not just platform this time. He he says up there he's going to fight a 50-state campaign, and in order to do that, he can't just do that with kind of dry policy reform.
1: And. I had spoken earlier to Arthur Schwartz, he's one of our other hosts here at WBAI, and asked him what the crowd looked like in terms of the composition. I think he was outside. He had got, I'm not sure if he's in the same area where you are, but we were wondering if, uh, if the crowd looked any more diverse than maybe crowds from the, the last campaign. No, he seems to be, as you say, doing a, uh, making a real attempt to reach out to different kinds of people.
2: Well, I to reach out to different kinds of people I think that was always a really important part of his campaign I think right now he's just rolling out his civil rights cred um, which he didn't use before
1: and uh, did you there Mm -hmm.
2: um, was you know that Bernie them for him so the crowd I think I didn't see a huge difference in diversity between now and 2016. And we are in Brooklyn, on Brooklyn College campus. Um, I mean, like Nina Turner, who quoted Dr. Martin Luther King talking about Bernie, she's been with him since 2016. This isn't a new push to attract diverse voters. I mean, Bernie has appealed to diverse voters since 2016, since the last time.
1: So you think maybe he's gotten – he did get a kind of a bad rap in 2016 with the whole Bernie Bros storyline? You think that was kind of –
2: You know, honestly, I'll tell you this. I think that, yeah, he got a bad rap with the whole Bernie Bros storyline. I think that a couple things changed. Cortez being such a – like a a diehard uh, Bernie supporter and her winning against Joe Crowley – uh, which, you know, Bernie was also running against like an establishment, uh, supporting the Iraq War, the 1994 Crime Bill. I mean, he, she brought a different, she brought a very, a very hardworking, go-getter, very urban, middle-class face to his demographic, and almost proved that that the Bernie bro, uh, the Bernie bro caricature. Was sort of like an inflated, an inflated myth.
1: And how did Bernie himself look? How was his energy? I was certainly were watching it on the feed, but it's and listening to him uh, on the audio here. But uh, of course, never the same as being there in person. What was the? Uh, what was your impression of how he was doing? It was it was a little cold out there, as you say. It was
2: a little cold out there. I think he was doing good. I think the one um, you know the the minimum wage, uh, Medi- Medicare for all. You know he's got his he's got his list, and he wants to mention them all. I, even lower uh, cost for senior citizens and people want, who want access to life saving pharmaceuticals. What was was any mention of the opioid crisis? What was absent from his?
1: Speech. Oh, yeah, that's that's pretty that's certainly pretty striking. We did hear about lower cost prescription drugs Medicare for all as you say, but uh, th- that is an interesting an interesting omission. And uh, I I just
2: kept expecting it and the fact that I didn't hear it. And, you know, it just I mean, I don't know why. But, uh, you know, he said ending the war on drugs. Maybe it was not what, trying to confuse a message. I'm not really sure because, you know, he it, criminal justice reform, ending the war on drugs. That is something, though, that that is definitely a bipartisan that has become uh, a bipartisan interest.
1: Um, Were there. uh, Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 sorry. that was it. <laughs> um, were there were there any other places that you felt that uh, maybe he could have said more or could have elaborated a little more, We were just thinking that uh, he spent a lot of time on domestic policy, which of course is exceptionally important. But considering what Donald Trump is doing uh, abroad, just having gotten back from Vietnam, for example, having this this summit you know, questionable questionable yeah. success, right? You know didn't talk too much about foreign policy.
2: I mean, that's a little worrying, right, because that's a part of part of what a, a big criticism in 2016 was that he did not speak to uh, international policy except for let's remove ourselves from war and let's, uh, um, you know, what did he say this time? Let's not snatch babies from their mother's arms, but that's like a border issue. Right. He mentioned Yemen, um, but again, it was it's almost like in in opposition he doesn't go into a lot of foreign policy except to name palestine so that's to come out in support of uh better conditions for palestinians i mean that was a big problem in 2016 hopefully if he does want to run a 50-state campaign and this is a concern of people Mm -hmm. um uh, hopefully that changes somewhere along the campaign trail um
1: Well, sort of a a, a classic way to balance that out. I know it's look, I know it's super early, but a classic way to balance out that kind of uh, that kind of dearth of experience, maybe or knowledge or comfort talking about foreign policy on the ticket would be to put somebody on who knows more about it, you know, to choose a a running mate. I'm curious to know if people are 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 talking about or thinking about, you know, who might be up on up on that stage with Bernie Sanders in, in a few months. Nobody here is
2: really talking about it. So everybody who is mulling about and having conversations before and afterwards were mostly talking about how the domestic campaign was going to unfold. But there's very, as far as what I see right here and and just chit chatting with people, there's very little speculation on who his running mate is going to be just just out out here. I mean, that might change later on Twitter, whatever. But, you know, as far as what people are talking about right now, it's just kind of like,
1: Praise for him staying on brand, on message. Um, yeah. Do you think that? So, if okay, look, people who like uh, Bernie Sanders, and we're hearing, uh, we heard a little bit earlier that a lot of the people who are donating are new donors. Some of them are diehards, but he is getting, and he's raising an incredible amount of money. It was like ten million bucks since he since he got in just a week ago. I'm wondering if people are interested in in this personal aspect, if that draws more people in, or if people just. Like Bernie because they want to hear about millionaires and billionaires, you know, getting getting it socked to them, so to speak.
2: Um, I don't. I think that what they want is they want someone who's willing to fight for them. People want to be inspired. Um, there was a, a pretty. They, there was a reason why both Donald Trump and Bernie Sanders were incredibly popular in 2016, and it's because there was a rejection of the norm. There was a, a rejection of like opaque politics that he didn't understand or participate in. And here's two people that spoke plainly Mm -hmm. in a a certain way. Um, And I think that there are a lot of new voters that are really interested. You you see it in New York, especially with the flipping of our Senate. You know, our Senate is blue. There's a lot of there was a lot of pushback against uh, the IDC, the Democrats at caucus with Republicans and right. young people coming in and saying, we understand what this is. We no longer are in the dark about what you are and we are not going to stand for it. And that's why you have Alexander Biaggi, uh, Ocasio-Cortez, and you have them, you know, <clears throat> speaking with principled character, not backing down, you know, on the Senate floor. And I think that that's really inspiring to a lot of younger people.
1: Uh, and, uh, the uh, um that's a, that's a, that's an interesting point there sorry i got i got whoa it's a <laughs> a little excitement going on there in the bath in the background and i think we are going to have another guest joining us uh arthur Schwartz was on we might uh, do a couple of minutes here we're just uh, talking about his experience versus your experience if you guys can um uh hang on for one second here. Um if you're just joining us by the way, you're listening to WBAI 99.5 FM and streaming live at wbai.org. We are speaking with Alex Brook Lynn. She is executive producer of the FAQ NYC podcast, which is about all things New York and um Alex, we appreciate you uh we appreciate you uh, calling in and giving us uh, you know the uh, the overview here um, what was the uh, what was the press situation like did he get a, a bunch of coverage there's some people earlier that felt like I don't know I don't know if you agree but they felt like oh Bernie didn't get enough attention in 2016 what is there what, what's the action like today well I do know that this is one
2: of the friendlier campaigns that I've ever walked up to uh, when checking in the press the situation like they want coverage. They want people to be interested. They want, uh, it was an incredibly polite rider situation. There were a lot of there were a lot of people here, a lot of local news. Um, I'm not sure. I don't know if uh, I'm not, I'm not sure if any who of the big cable networks were here because I didn't personally see
3: many.
1: Um, and we have with you now, um, uh, Alex Lynn, we have with you on the line also one of my uh, fellow hosts here at WBAI and a former uh, Bernie Sanders delegate in 2016, Arthur Schwartz. So, Arthur, where uh, what are you seeing from where you are and what are your impressions of, of how this all went today?
4: Uh, I thought it was an immensely successful um, rally. Um, the, the crowd was very enthusiastic. Everybody was signing up, you know, to do work. Uh, it's it's a campaign that isn't starting just with people who are curious, but with a, a whole army of supporters. And I think it's going to be uh, quite a, a difficult... Um, it's going to be hard for other candidates to come up so fast with, with um, you know, with this kind of force. And one of the things that, that just struck me uh, as a contrast, I, I was involved in Bernie's campaign in 2015 and 16, and they really it was really a campaign that in, thought it wasn't going further than New Hampshire. They thought they were going to run in Iowa, New Hampshire, and that would be the end of it. Um, so they really had two sets of data. It was a two-state operation. And uh, when they tied in Iowa, they sent a bunch of people to South Carolina, and when they won New Hampshire, they sent those organizers out to Nevada. Uh, this campaign is going to start with activists and staff because it's going to be they know they're going to they're going to raise hundreds of millions of dollars in every state and Bernie made it pretty clear today that that he was going to be in every state the other thing that I think was significant about today was that um, um, there was a, a theme in the beginning it was very clear there was a A a black preacher from South Carolina who spoke, uh, who's also elected state representative. Then Nina Turner gave an amazing, I I guess you had it on the air. She gave, you know, one of her amazing performances. She she is an astounding speaker, Uh, you know, and then uh, Sean King, you know, basically touting Bernie Sanders as a, um, you know, a, a leader in the civil rights movement. And it's pretty clear to me that a lot, a big focus of what his campaign is going to be doing over the next ten months is um, making sure that it's not just a campaign of, of white lefties uh, or young white pe- young white people, but that it's a, a multiracial campaign, and that Bernie Sanders, you know, is a, is a candidate not just even just of white working class people, but of um, Blacks, Hispanics, immigrants, um, uh, uh, Asian Americans. uh, I think that's going to be really clearly a big focus. This was the rollout, and you you basically, other than his wife, he was rolled out by all people of color at at the at the uh, at the demonstration at the sorry at the at the speech this afternoon. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think that's going to be a big clearly going to be a big effort of that. That struck me. So he'll be. He'll have staff everywhere. He has a network everywhere, and he he knows that his Achilles heel uh, is is the fact that he was not seen last time as a, as a candidate in the black community, and he's going to address that this time. Not and not he he basically what Sean King you know really, and and Sean's going to be a very powerful spokesperson for him if he does it again this year. Is um is to say. Bernie's not saying stuff because he wants to get your vote. That Bernie's been around doing this this kind of um, uh, support for people of of color, you know, since the 1960s, and uh, and I think you're going to see, you know, that in addition to this theme of of the one percent, which clearly came out again today as as it, as it did in in income inequality. Um, you're going to see a lot more about racial justice and social justice and criminal justice and that's uh, just
1: that's and that's certainly going to be and I think those those are all very very interesting points uh, Arthur to your uh, you know, with considering your familiarity with the earlier campaign and as we mentioned earlier we did actually carry the live feeds of both Nina Turner and Sean King I think we were among the few outlets actually to to carry those and um, he's going to be going to Selma Alabama uh, to the site of Bloody Sunday which was the uh, where the peaceful demonstration occurred, where people were, uh, were frankly beat down uh, and and uh, beat up by uh, Alabama uh, state police. There, I in fact myself have walked across that bridge with. Um, I walked across that bridge uh, in 2007 or 8 with. Uh, uh, then-Senator Obama and then-Senator Hillary Clinton, and you could definitely get a sense of how meaningful it is. Although I am interested, if we still have uh, Alex Brooklyn on the line, uh, she was speaking. Hey, Alex, thank you. Thank you for sticking with us. I know you guys mm-hmm. are both in a in a, a loud and crowded place here. Um, but, you know, it's interesting, Arthur, you're talking about how much more emphasis there is on on being inclusive. Alex was saying a little bit earlier that she thought that the sort of uh, – this reputation of being kind of broy, kind of a uh, campaign for the the lefty white dudes was was a little overstated. Um, I mean, Alex, what do you think about what what Arthur said? Do you think that that maybe th- is there a possibility? Do you think that Bernie Sanders' campaign could overreach in terms of uh, pandering? Uh, yeah,
2: no, I don't think it would be pandering, but I do think that you know having Sean King as a spokesperson in all fifty states uh, is going to be interesting, especially when. There's just a huge amount of working people that are involved in law enforcement, and I think that uh, you know, Sean King and um, I think I think that it wouldn't be overreaching and it wouldn't be pandering, but it might be, you um, know, it, it, it might.
1: Mhm. And um. Okay, so we are going to go uh, soon now back to our our listener calls. We have a bunch of people I think who are going to want to call in. But uh, any last impressions that you want to share, either Alex or Arthur, we do appreciate your help. It's a it's awesome to have you there, right on the ground at Brooklyn College. Uh,
4: I, as I as I said earlier, I, I think this is going to be a very long, interesting year. I think there's a sense among uh, there's a sense among Democrats that uh Trump is ripe for the picking uh uh I I had somebody on my show last week uh, who talked about how in fact a major of a, a very large majority of Americans are not uh looking for some centrist moderate position on most of the issues and you know and it's going to be an interesting year to see how that that um you know the the battle really in the Democratic Party between moderates and people who want to run Bernie's line, whether it's Bernie or others, uh, plays out.
1: Okay, and Alex, uh, any any uh, last uh, impressions uh, giving people here uh, in Radioland a feel for what it was like to be on the ground for this kickoff?
2: I think it was it was really inspiring. There's a lot of people who are mobilized, um, and not just young people. You know, people with families middle class people. There's a lot of people that are mobilized. I think it is entirely possible that he does make what he stated this a 50 state campaign, um, which he's going to need to do. And he's going to need to figure out how to do that to all the different kinds of people that this country includes.
1: Great. Thank you so much, Arthur Schwartz and Alex Brooklyn reporting live from the campus of Brooklyn College, where Bernie Sanders has just had his big kickoff rally. Thank you so much to both of you for helping us out. Thank you. Really appreciate it and we are going to go to your calls give us a call what did you think of what bernie sanders had to say do you like new bernie or do you want old bernie back what do you think 212-209-2877 i'm celeste katz and you are listening to wbai new york 99.5 fm streaming live wbai.org and we have callers lighting up people want to talk about bernie you're on the air bai what's your name and where you calling from
3: my name is Sandra Ramos and I'm calling from Ringwood, New Jersey.
1: So Sandra, what did you think?
3: I think first of all it felt like a dream hearing somebody that is actually close to, you know, being a president saying the things he's saying. However, the um the issues of concern to me, one is abortion which as a woman and a feminist people get very angry at me for that, but I do think we need to have other ways where we have 24-hour childcare care and, and parenting and, and better birth control. And the the other uh, big issue is that he did not mention uh, Palestine. And I think I, I have a Spanish surname. My husband was Cuban uh, in another life. But I feel like it's really important that we make the connections. And what is being done to the Palestinians is horrible, you know, being shot, being crippled. And Bernie, I, you know, my family's Jewish. I feel there's a lot of wonderful Jewish people, but I feel that, you know, that must be dealt with Palestinian, um, you know, the, their freedom. And there has to be freedom for everybody. And to me, a good Jew knows that. And it's not anti-Semitic to say that. I I think that is really important. I, I'm not a Democrat. I'm, you know, a Green. Mm-hmm. But I would consider, I'm not really sure, I've been praying on it and Thinking on it, I think he's a decent person, but I think those issues are very important, and of course, you know, Venezuela, I've been out picketing for that, all the wars are connected, and and he did mention the military-industrial complex, and so... I, I just wanted to uh, raise those issues to so, us. Uh, thank you so much. Right.
1: Thank you, Sandra. Really, really appreciate you listening to WBAI. Really appreciate everyone's support here. And we have lots more people calling in. Glad to uh glad to see you guys are enjoying the uh the programming today. 2877 And you're on the air, WBAI. What's your name and where are you calling from?
5: Hey, my name is Smiley. I'm calling from Connecticut.
1: How are you? What's, uh, what's on your mind today?
5: Okay, I got one little bone to pick, a, pick at you. Okay. When somebody, when somebody calls in about another person's show, don't give that person any chance to talk. Tell them to call in that person's show. Somebody can make a comment about another person's show and your show.
1: You know what I'm saying? Oh, uh, was there somebody earlier who was commenting? Yes, yes, yes Oh, somebody, yes, he was commenting, somebody was commenting about Friday's About Fridays' program. Is that what it was?
5: Yeah, but let him call Friday's program. You know what I'm saying? Because okay. it looks like he's going to say what he can't say about that, to that person to you. So, you know, you've got to know how to get out. Anyway, okay. what, I was, what, what the part I was just talking about, I couldn't get in the first half to talk about. I'm a field burn man, but what I'm saying is that the lady that we're talking about, the hospital, and that the free hospital, you got to understand in the island, growing up in Jamaica, that's the way it used to be. You just Anywhere you come from, you just go to the hospital, go to the school, okay. free, of course. And what happened, it forced them to take that international monetary fund, and then they cut out all those things. No, no more free school, No more, no more free lunch for the kids, no more nothing at all free. And so they can't pay the bills, they can't pay the interest, and the country go all the way all the way down.
1: So you think that Bernie Sanders Bernie Sanders is the right guy to fix this or is there somebody else in the field, uh, of the Democrats or the Republicans well, I, that listen, you that you prefer?
5: I feel the burn I feel the burn the last time. I've been following Bernie for a long time. Okay. And and I feel the burn the last time and I'm gonna give him a shot from me this time again. But the position is if he give up, like he give up the last time without a fight. I will never even think about him or vote for him any time or anything at all, touch again.
1: Okay. You get what I'm
5: saying? Yeah. He should put up a fight and he never put up a fight.
1: But thank That's you very I much. Really appreciate it. Thanks for the call. And yeah, by the way, you guys, this isn't my show. This is a special broadcast of Bernie Sanders uh, rally at Brooklyn College. So uh, just to let you know, I'm Celeste Katz. My show is Driving Forces Thursdays at 5, but this is is a program uh, that we're putting on special. And I don't think that we have heard uh, as much of a full broadcast on radio stations in this area. We did have earlier Nina Turner, Sean King, Jane Sanders in the walk up to the uh, Bernie Sanders full speech. So uh, we will, uh, you know, just wanted to let you know that this is not a, this is not my show, just here uh, as a guest, uh, hanging out with you guys. Want to hear more about what you have to say about Bernie Sanders. I think we have time for uh, one or two more calls. If we, uh, Sean, we do. Okay, a WBAI, you are on the air. What's your name and where you're from? Hey, I'm
2: Christina. I'm from Jersey City.
1: Okay, Christina, so what do you think? Bernie Sanders, like it, didn't like it? What's up?
2: Um, so first of all, I love that everyone's trying to say that he's pandering to the bros because he should. Because everyone behind him today in the speech was from every place in the world but the bro. So get it while you can. Pander to whoever you need to. And everyone that says that, like, oh, he's too old, there's even-
1: mm-hmm. Oh, I think we... Uh- I think we lost lost you, unfortunately, Um, but we do appreciate your calls, absolutely, and that is why, as a matter of fact, um, we want to thank you for listening to WBAI 99.5 FM New York. Um, We are in the middle of our pledge drive here, our winter pledge drive, and if you liked this programming, somebody mentioned earlier, a few people actually were very, very kind in calling in and saying that they were not able to get this kind of programming about Bernie Sanders. Sanders, this much full programming about Bernie Sanders at Brooklyn College, and we're happy to present that kind of programming to you, which you may not get elsewhere. Our pledge number 516-620-3602, 516-620-3602. You can also go to give two, that's the number two, WBAI.org. Give to WBAI.org. You can also text WBAI to 41. 444 on your smartphone. It's a, only $25 a year to uh to become a full member. We want to have uh we want to have a live nimble radio station. We need your support to stay on the air for all the operating expenses, uh, for equipment, for a new studio, for the phone lines that we're able to put in to take more of your calls. 516-620-3602 516-620-3602. You can also become a WBAI buddy. I am one. I got my tote bag. I got my membership card with my name printed on it. I'm cool now. I wasn't cool before, but now I am. And I owe it all to WBAI. And that's uh, becoming a WBAI buddy means that you can uh, make a recurring donation. It doesn't have to be a ton of money, but, you know, $10 a month. Think about, you know, how much do you spend on on coffee or how much do you spend on, uh, you know, Snacks, I don't know, chips at lunchtime, whatever. Ten bucks a month, if you can, if you can pull it together, five dollars a month. We would appreciate any amount if you can support us. We will put it to good use here uh, at the station. 516-620-3602, 516-620-3602. This is non-commercial, non-corporate community radio. Please support us. Give to wbai.org and text wbai. On- on your smartphone to 41444 Coming up next, we have a program which offers you a thank you gift, actually, for subscribing. That's the Pacifica Radio Archives Encyclopedia of Sound. And this is listener-supported WBAI New York. We're broadcasting at 99.5 FM, and we're streaming live at WBAI.org. Thanks for joining us today for this special broadcast of Bernie Sanders at Brooklyn College. For WBAI, I'm Celeste Katz.